Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On today's episode of the Bulls broadcast, it's time to crunch the numbers. Stay tuned. Season 4, episode 24, the Bulls broadcast, Mike Mitchelson and Chase Crawshaw with you today. Chase, how are you on this lovely Saturday afternoon? I'm definitely hanging in there. Appreciate you asking. Uh, the reason we're recording on a Saturday, because I'm a busy beaver tomorrow, so it's hard for me to, to find the time to make it work. So, recording today early, uh, just getting her out of the way. So, how are you doing today, Mike? Uh, I'm doing all right. It, it was a little weird saying Saturday. I had to take a second there to remember what day it was, but a uh, little hungover. I can't can't lie. Shocker. Yeah. Uh, Austin, our buddy, came in town, and it was the first time in probably, I don't know, five, six weeks that we actually went out and had some fun. Um, Got to say, Gugman Haas, which you've been to, Chase, like, Yep. Fantastic deal. I mean, you can get two flights for $20, try a bunch of different beers. Oh, so good. Except for when I went there. Every every beer except for like one ahead was just disgusting. Oh, that's a rip for you. Yeah, it was. I had six different beers last night. I could have got eight different, but there was two that I found that I really liked. So I went six different, and uh, I found probably like three or four of them that were really good. Uh, and nice. then their fries with their garlic butter. Pretty freaking good. Or garlic they have, I don't know what it I is. Know, they have food. Yeah. It's pretty good. Interesting. Yeah, but uh, a little bit slow to get up this morning. Um, feeling like generally pretty good, but the head's pounding a little bit. Got my gator light right here to my left. So uh, if you hear me slurping on something, it's probably that. But on today's episode of the Bulls broadcast, going to be doing a check-in down in the AHL. Look at the Syracuse Crunch. Going to do a game review preview. We only got one game for each because today's game against Florida has yet to happen yet. So I'm sure you guys are going to be enjoying that. You're going to absolutely love to see the beatdown that we put on little brother. And you'll be excited to, you know, watch watch another win. There we go. And then after the commercial break, talking about some news around the league. Take a look at ESPN's power rankings Uh, They did something unique here. They used one word to describe each team. So we'll be talking about some of those as well. It's going to be a good show. Let's start, Chase. Down in the AHL, how is the Syracuse Crunch doing? I'm looking at the standings right now, and, you know, they're 500, which isn't exactly what I want to see, but it's still not the worst. 
No, and like overall, they're just like it's a good solid um, program in terms of like developing talent at the moment. Um, if you kind of kind of look at, at the numbers, look look at what the team's doing. Yeah, like they could be winning a little more, but it's not always about the wins and losses in the American League when you're trying to develop talent. For the older guys in the league, sure, like you, you want to win, and I know the younger guys want to win as well. But as long as you got guys on the right path, that, that's kind of all that matters. So you know, as as of right now, um, there there's a kind of big surprise really out like I, I would say um going down there so darren radish someone that tampa fans are at least a little bit familiar with um you know he, he's made some appearances whether it be in regular season games preseason games he's playing incredibly well so far down there um my web page going so slow geez but he's playing incredibly well um so far in the year 21 games he has 30 points and it's it's a little surprising I, you know i can't say i saw it coming um like, you know, his brother was obviously a very good player for us. He's out in Chicago now, but Darren over here, he's still tearing it up, man. It's pretty cool to see. Yeah, it's really nice to see there. Um, I was just looking at the standings overall, and it's funny because I knew about the Coachella Valley Firebirds coming in. I didn't know that the Calgary Wranglers were a thing. Is that a new team this year? Yeah, so they um, where the hell were they? They were, they were in Stockton, the Stockton Heat. Yep. So now they're the Calgary Wranglers. They got a got a W for a logo. It's a pretty cool logo. Yeah, I like it. And it's funny because anytime I'm uh, coming through here, there's always one new team. I feel like I don't check the AHL very often, but um, like Abbotsford Canucks, they when did they change this logo? Has it been that for a while or? Um, I want to say it was, might've been last year. It could be this year's first year as well, but it, it was pretty recent. Okay. Yeah. It's cool to check in on the AHL, see how the crunch are doing. Um, and I mean, we expect good things out of that team down in Syracuse, but Chase, let's go look at some past games or past game as we'll look at the victory over the Nashville Predators. This one, a five to two victory. Really li- nice to see. Braden Point getting on the score sheet as well. Love it. Oh, for sure. And it, it was also cool to see Ryan McDonough come back into town, um, get to play against his former teammates, and then proceeded to get his arse beat. I don't know. I mean, it, it was it was a good win for Tampa, though. It's good to see Brian Elliott getting that play well. You know, he's not someone that plays a whole lot for the you know for this Lightning team, but man, he he played incredibly well in this game. Thirty four saves. He he looked the part. It, it was just a nice effort by him as a whole. You know, I thought the team played really well and it, it kind of shows with, with the scoreboard. Um, it seems like we're kind of getting really back on track here. You know, the Red Wings loss was, was tough, but a lot of these wins we're having recently, you know, it, it's feeling really well. It's looking really well. So hopefully this game can be used as a building block. Um, you know, you got some more depth scoring going on and, you know, w- with that building block, we can kind of turn in the right direction. Yeah. And I quickly previewed what ESPN had as Tampa's one word and their description of why that word was the one they chose, and it feels right. So we'll get to that after the commercial break. But knowing how we've been playing over the past, you know, month or so, where, you know, we'll drop a game or two here and there, the Red Wings, we saw a loss to the Bruins. But generally, we're beating the teams we should be beating. A very close game here in Nashville when it comes to just on-ice performance. But we were able to capitalize off the opportunities while Brian Elliott stonewalled them. So it's a good, good direction we're going in. Uh, let's talk about the Seattle Kraken game we have coming up on Tuesday. This Seattle Kraken team actually been surprisingly good in their last 10, 7, and 3. However, those three losses have all come in a row. 
Now they have Shane Wright back up. What are we expecting when we go up against the Kraken? Can't forget Shane Wright's over at Team Canada too, so currently he will not be playing games for them. Okay, but yeah, so so that that helps a little bit because he is a you know dynamic talent. But I was surprised that the team started off as well as they did. I mean, like the roster, it's fine roster. It's a lot of guys that they brought in last year, and a lot of those guys I just not a big fan of. But as a whole, the team is playing relatively well, having a you know great year from Andre Burakovsky. Maddie Beniers is playing incredibly well as a rookie. Jared McCann is still one of my favorite guys in the league. Is playing really well. And Jordan Everly, you know, he's kind of found a bit of a resurgence too. So you've got all this going on, and the team's, you know, doing pretty solid, playing in front of their kind of terrible goaltending. So I th- would have to assume, even though, you know, they've got those guys rolling, with us, with our roster, with our skaters, with our goaltender, um, especially fast left season in the net, I can't imagine this being like a loss for, for us, really. Yeah, it's kind of surprising to see how good the Kraken have been as a team and then look at their goaltending situation as Martin Jones, an 888 save percentage, and Grubauer, an 882. So they haven't been playing great. Their penalty kill is 30th in the league. That's not going to bode well against our third place power play. So as long as we get opportunities on the power play, I think they should be pretty good for us. Um, overall, this game, I think, could be a little bit grittier on the ice where, you know, the teams are going back and forth, similar to the Nashville game. But when it comes to capitalizing on the opportunities, I fully expect Tampa to be the one that takes it. Uh, I agree. All right, that's going to do it for the first half of the show. We're going to go to a quick commercial break. But on the other side, some news from around the league. And then we will be looking at those ESPN power rankings. Hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. Thanks so much for sponsoring the show. If you want to have any, or if you have any sports betting needs, make sure to head over to the DraftKings Sportsbook. Chase, you had an interesting uh, bet recently. You bet on Chigo Conquo to have the first touchdown in the Tennessee Titans game. I did. He's coming off a, a solid performance last week. Um, he's getting a little more usage in the offense, and their wide receiver core is really beat up. I I don't know. It just, it just feels right right now. It, it, plus 3,000 odds. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm looking forward to that hitting and me having a great day. Yeah, so if you're looking for any sports betting, make sure to head over to the DraftKings Sportsbook. But, Chase, let's not talk about a record being set by the the young prince of the league, that being Jack Hughes. Yeah, Jack Hughes, one of my favorite players in the league, still think he's going to be at worst a top 10 talent in the league, uh, if not top five. He's just he's just that dude, man. He'll be one of the better American players to ever play in the league. He had a nice six-minute, two-second shift to try to come back win the game there at the end. It's the longest shift um, since he started recording that stat in 2007, 2008. And 
you know, it, it was it was because he's just so talented. The Devils were struggling. He just was out there dry, trying his best to drive that offense. Um, you know, didn't necessarily work, work out, but I, I that's just that's got to be so hard to do in in a National Hockey League game to play that long where you got to try to compete. You're trying to score. You know, it's mental. It's a little mentally draining on top of the physically draining part. I, I can't even imagine. Yeah, that's got to be tough. Um, do you happen to know? what his overall time on ice would be because I mean we talked about how the likes of Thomas Shabbat just insane amount of time on ice when you have a shift that is alone over six minutes that's got to be a lot if you give me like 16 seconds I can have it for you all right but yeah I'm I'm sure it was a pretty decent number elite prospects is going really slow today so that that might be a problem but that website is it's always what, what I use for this type of information um, I've got it here for you. you. Know, okay, beautiful. 26 minutes and 13 seconds on ice. Yeah, that's, that's quite a bit for a forward. Forwards don't really play that, that many uh, that many minutes in a game, especially in a non-overtime game. You know, in a playoff game that goes well in overtime, sure. Like that, you know, that might happen. But and in, in this, you know, like this circumstances type of game, it's it's pretty pretty rare to see. But it's cool, man. It is. It's kind of cool to see those type of things happen. Yeah, I mean, for good reason he was out there. I mean, two points on the night and currently sitting, I think it's six points above a point per game right now. The guy's been awesome, and so have the Devils. So it makes sense why he was out there. Let's not talk about Alex Petriangelo. Yeah, so he is currently away from the team. He'll be out indefinitely for personal reasons. I heard there was something going on in his family, so... That sucks. You know, it's, it's very sad. He's been a very talented player in this league for a lot of time, and it's fun being able to watch him to play. I know it's a tough blow for the Vegas Golden Knights, but hopefully um, things can get resolved and things work out as best as they can. Um, thoughts and prayers going out to Petrangelo and his family. Absolutely. Hoping for the best. Want to see him back out there on the ice as soon as possible. Let's now move over to the ESPN Power Rankings, Chase. I'd love to start with one, two, three, but let's just go right to Tampa, see where they're sitting we got him at 13, the one word that ESPN decided to describe the Tampa Bay Lightning is steady. Yeah, and I I, I agree overall. I kind of like the description too. Lightning a body that not too high or too low cliche. Um, you know, it's it really is the case because they haven't, you know, necessarily been completely dominant every single season that they've gone on these runs. They've always been just very good. You know, they compete in the games they should. And, you know, they, they do relatively well. Then playoff time comes, they turn it up a little bit. And I, th- I think steady's fair because it's kind of been that way for the last, like, eight years now. Yeah, I like the word. I'm not sure if I love the placement, though. 13 seems a bit low to me. It is, especially since the Islanders are trash and the Predators are trash and the Red Wings are trash and the Penguins are trash and the Stars are trash, the Hurricanes are trash, the Knights are trash, the Kraken are trash, the Jets are trash, the Leafs are trash, the Devils are trash, and the Bruins are trash. Perfect. Yeah, very <laughs> so good. It, in case you guys couldn't gather, that was going from um, from 12 to 1. So the Bruins are number 1, the Devils are number 2, which that's really not a surprise based on their runs they had earlier in the year. The Leafs are at number 3, the Jets at 4, Kraken at 5. It's really surprising that the Kraken are at 5 because I think it was a bit fluky. I think they're going to start drop some games, come back down to earth. So I wouldn't personally have them there. Yeah, and the biggest jump we see is a 10-rank 10 10 jump from the Nashville Predators. They go from 21 all the way up to 11 above our Tampa Bay Lightning. But as we know, the Tampa Bay Lightning are better because we just beat them. But Yeah, so so I really, really can't agree with that. All right, Chase, let's just talk about some of these. We'll start with the Boston Bruins, the number one team, obviously. They have commanding as the one word to describe them. 
and I mean that's fair. Like they they've gone on such a run at home. They're playing great on the road. It's they they've kind of I my word might be like a little surprising. Like it might be surprising because they've surprised me a lot more than I than I thought they were going to. Especially starting without Charlie Mack, that, that definitely hurts. But man, they, they they've just been they've just been rolling and commanding. Really, it is a fair word. Like uh, they're just just so hard to so hard to beat like right now. Like they've it's a points percentage at eighty six percent, which that's just a ridiculous number. The one thing I didn't realize is in the description there, the Bruins haven't dropped back to back decisions all season, and they've yeah. been sitting in the top three spots of the standing. All year, this team really has been commanding. Yeah, it's it's nuts, man. The New Jersey Devils, they get magnificent, and I feel like that's a, a good word to describe the Devils because this team is, I don't think, was expected to be where they're at now, and they have a lot of young players that have that flash that have been able to really improve them to this spot. Yeah, and it's, it's definitely fair, like, I thought they were going to be, you know, a solid team. Maybe they can beat for playoffs, not necessarily be a front runner, but like they turned to a front runner and it's really the elevated play of those forwards, the better play in, in the back end and in that, but those forwards, you know, Jack Hughes, Jesper Brat, those two, especially have really stepped up. Nico has kind of found his game again. Like it, it really is magnificent to watch what they're doing on the ice. And then I want to look at the Toronto Maple Leafs. Their word is fascinating. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I, am just kind of turned off on the Toronto Maple Leafs because they are just the biggest market in the NHL, but I don't find them fascinating. Me neither. They're, they're boring because they always, you always know they're going to choke no matter how good they do. It's fascinating that Mitch Marner went on the streak in the run that he did. Cause like, you know, that, like that point streak is incredible. But other than that, eh. yeah, it, it just feels like we know they're going to be a great regular season team. They always are. So them yes. doing this is not fascinating to me. It's expected. And uh, I, I fully expect them to make the playoffs, be a high seed, and then drop it in the first round like they always do. Yeah, I agree. Honestly, I, I can't disagree. Okay, Chase, looking at some other teams on this list, is there any that stick out to you? Um, maybe teams that are at the way bottom, maybe some teams that are sitting in the middle, any that really pop out? So, like, I mean, the two pop out, or one that pops out a lot is Seattle being the high. I really disagree. Nashville, you know, maybe they shouldn't be that high. Honestly, I feel like Columbus should be, like, lower. Um, and I know that the Ducks haven't been very good either. Ducks in there at the bottom, Coyotes, then the Blackhawks, and then the Blue Jackets. But the Blue Jackets are about to really tank, go downhill, because they've they've had so many injuries. You know, losing Otto Wierenski is tough, and things just aren't really going their way. I think they're going to be well on their way to being a bottom three team in the league the rest of the year, so I'd probably have them a bit lower. Okay, and it is a little bit surprising when looking at the Anaheim Ducks. Their word is disappointing sitting last in the league. Um, it really feels disappointing because we know that the line of Trevor Zegras, Troy Terry, Sonny Milano last year, they were electric. Uh, they had Trevor Zegras in the front running of the uh, Calder. So this was a team that I expected a lot more from and currently looking terrible. Yeah, it, it, it really is disappointing. You're hoping they could take the next step, but. It's just, it just really not has gone their way this year. And like, they are a fun team. They got a lot of fun players and I think they're, they're going to be fine down the road, but right now it's, it's just kind of not working. 
When we look at the six worst teams in the NHL, based on standings, not necessarily on these power rankings, you got Anaheim, Chicago, Columbus, Arizona, Ottawa, and San Jose. What teams do you think, you know, three, four months from now are going to be the real ones in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes? Because I don't know. I feel like Chicago, a lot worse with a team than Anaheim. I think Anaheim eventually finds their footing gets above the likes of Chicago. Just looking on paper, it feels like Anaheim's a better team than Chicago. What maybe two or three teams do you think are going to be the basement dwellers in three, four months from now? It's really going to depend on the kind of trades these teams make because I think the Blackhawks should try to trade off Patrick Kane. I think the Sharks should try to trade off Eric Carlson. I know those aren't two easy contracts to move based on salary, but I still think they should try to find a way. So really depends on that, but not trying to project or forecast anything going forward. I would say it's probably going to be the Coyotes, the Blackhawks, and the Blue Jackets, honestly. And if I did see Connor Bedard go to any of those teams, I'd prefer him to go to Columbus. Yeah, I think Bedard and Gaudreau could be pretty fun. Can't yeah, that, yeah, for sure. All right, well, that's going to do it for the show. We're going to go to a quick hockey name of the day, and we'll get you out of here. We've got – this is a tough one. I don't even know how to say that first name. Uh. Galam Leclerc. How do you say? Galam Leclerc. Gilliam. Gilliam. Gilliam, essentially. So it's it's like Gillian from um from what's it called, Criminal Minds, but a, but a little 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 different. Gilliam. Yeah, Gilliam Leclerc. Uh, so Mr. Leclerc, he is a French-born forward. Or yeah, center. So forward. That, that that would be that that position. Um, twenty six years old, born in nineteen ninety six. Currently playing in the French league. He played over here in North America. Played a little bit in the USHL. Played a little bit of college hockey, but eventually found his way playing back in France because you know may, maybe the college season wasn't for him. Um, so he, or I should rephrase. He spent time in France. Um, he is currently playing in the ice hockey league, which. You know, it's, it's a funny name, but it is the name of the Austrian League. And the Austrian League does have a couple teams outside of Austria, and they've got one in Hungary. That is who he's joining, uh, Ferivar AB19, excuse me. So, you know, he's a, he's a good quality hockey player. He's played on the World Championship team um, multiple years. He's someone that we're probably going to see in the international scene more and more. So as long as you see France competing, odds are you're going to see Mr. Leclerc. I dig the last name, Leclerc, but I, I don't know if I'll ever get the first name down, I'll be honest. Yeah, that's fair. All right, well, that's going to do it for the show. I want to thank you so much for coming out and giving it a listen. Chase, if you could, hit him with an outro. Yeah, as always, I'd like to thank you guys for listening. You can go support us at Patreon. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast, it's at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. While you're at it, go follow WNP on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod. That's WNP Sports Pod. Make sure the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You can find all the podcasts in the network right there. Boom, click the logo. That's an easy peasy lemon squeezy. Wherever you're listening, raise five stars, send us your questions, comments, concerns. Whatever you do, don't forget to use code THPN when you start with DraftKings. Thanks so much for stopping by. I'll talk to you next time.